Welcome to the Comfort Zone podcast, where we discuss FND, invisible illness, creativity, and much more. This is episode one. Gabby and Rupa will talk about lived experience with FND. A quick disclaimer for you this podcast does not replace medical advice and is primarily for informational purposes only. Please sit back and enjoy our first episode. Yes, so um, the podcast is called The Comfort Zone and it is um, primarily about um, a condition called Functional Neurological Disorder, which is um, also known as FND, Um, and this is a brain condition uh, whereby the um, messages in your brain and your body between the two are not working properly. Okay, so that's what FND is about. Mm -hmm. What would you like your podcast to be about? So um, the podcast is going to be about um, that as a subject matter, but also how um, um, it relates to my life and how it has affected things, but also other concepts as well. So it might be um, talking about... um, Travelling when you have a disability or um, things that in the disabled community that are different um, and that, that might be um, a struggle compared to someone who is not disabled. So it's you've talked about how it affects your life being an important part of the discussion. Mm. Can you tell me a little bit about when you found out you had FND and how it's affected you? Yes. Um, so... My first symptom was July 2020, um, and I basically woke up one morning on the days when we were working from home (laughs) and um, was not able to see out of my left eye, Uh, and that was really scary. Um, I just had, um, rather than um, being able to open my eye, the eyelid was closed, and um, so it was like um, just having no vision. It was just a um, dark... um, Nothing was there. There was no light or anything maybe to get in, and I couldn't um, uh, open the eye myself. It just wasn't working. Um, so that was my first symptom. So that was in July of 2020, and then when I the diagnosis was the following year, uh, February 2021, um, when um, I saw a neurologist. Um, in between that time, my symptoms got progressively worse, and. Um, and uh, as you can imagine, with that kind of thing, you go through lots of different stages of people thinking it's certain conditions like a mig- migraine or Bell's palsy, um, all of those things. And so it kind of took quite a long pathway <laughs> to get to diagnosis. Yeah. So you mentioned about the eyes. Mm. Well, are there any other symptoms you were experiencing? Yes. Um, so I, when the eyes happened, my mouth on my left-hand side also would droop. So it's almost like um, a, st- a stroke-like symptom. So it uh, presents in that way, but yeah, it isn't a stroke. Um, it's the brain. Um, the brain's messages are um, wiring themselves wrongly. It's almost like if you imagine a phone and you know your phone is working, but you've got an app on your phone and it's not loading. Um, Or it could be if you are sending someone a letter and you put the address on the letter perfectly, 
but for some unknown reason it ends up in the wrong uh, house or the wrong address. So yeah, so that's uh, one of the two of the symptoms. <laughs> the other way it affects me is um, it also affects the other side of my my face. So actually now it affects both sides side, sides of my face. Originally it didn't. Um, it was just the left, but now it's my my right as well, uh, which means that uh, sometimes both my eyes will close and both sides of my face will droop, which then kind of makes me look a bit like a sad clown. Um, so yes, that can be really scary and that happens on a daily basis. And as well as that, my hands will claw um, and they can't, I can't open, I can't open them when that happens. And so that, um, again, it's all an involuntary movement effectively. Um, and sometimes my legs will just decide not to work either. So yeah, it, it's, um, so those are my symptoms that I experience, but, um, FND is an umbrella term and lots of people have different presentations or symptoms. Um, I've met other people who have FND, but are symptoms are not um, not the same and I would imagine that's because everyone's brains are different and every, everyone's bodies are are unique really. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. With your symptoms you were saying that it started when you were working from home, mm. how did that affect your life, your work, mm. your personal life? Yeah so um, my work was really uh, supportive during that process and we tried um, some phase returns and things like that and I would try and do um, a morning um, uh, rather than a whole full day um, but unfortunately I ended up having to give up my job because my symptoms became so um, invasive and severe and that I was unable to predict or say oh at 10 o'clock I'm going to have a symptom and then I'll be fine by 12 or it, it wasn't um, a linear um, diagnosis or uh, pathway within um, within health, I suppose. Um, you know, with some conditions, you can be very aware that like it's only going to be a certain amount of time that you might be unwell or whatever. But because um, it's an unknown territory, I I haven't um, been able to uh, work um, because of the. Um, the symptoms um, and because I can't um, predict or say that when I wake up that I will, won't, the symptoms will not be there. Yeah. Yeah. What about your personal life? Yeah, so that, that has of course impacted it a lot. Um, I've definitely, uh, at times I get I try and go, if I'm going to go to a coffee shop to meet a friend or if I'm doing a food shop or whatever, I go with people um, because um, being out and about can affect my symptoms. Um, there's no, with my situation um, or my experience with FND, there's no um, particular trigger. It's not like bright lights or... Um, um, flashing noise, uh, flashing noises. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is where the cognitive side, other symptom of my um, FND is, is not um, 
is playing a part. Um, yeah, so it's not a predictable um, situation and uh, and it does affect, sometimes I, I organise things with people or someone will pick me up and say, oh, should we go for a dog walk and things like that. And there are times where I have to say, oh, I'm really sorry, I have to cancel on the day or or an hour before or things like that. And luckily I'm, I'm in a situation where my friends and family do understand and, and they're not... Um, they're not in a kind of a way where they would think that I was crying off uh, because I don't want to see them or whatever. Um, so yeah, it has affected it a lot because I think also as human beings, we get a lot of our social interaction from the things that we do, like our work or our hobbies or all of those things. So it has made my life feel at times quite um, quite small. If you, if you don't, if you have a life that's not um, the same, not has changed dramatically, it can be quite um, can throw you a bit. And so I think um, part of my uh, experience with FMD has been about learning um, that I need to do things differently, and that just because it's done differently, it isn't um, a it's not a weakness or it's not a bad thing. It's just doing something differently. And I think that is um, really hard to get your head around when you've, um, for example, um, if I'm going to go and see, if I go out for a coffee with a friend or whatever, and, and they pick me up and we'll go and have a coffee, um, I'll, I will make sure that I go, go, um, agree a time with them that might be like a little bit earlier so that I can get myself ready and that I can take the time to um, have what I need and um, for example um, you know my disability badge my sunflower lanyard um, my walking stick all these things um, which has changed um, has changed uh, how I manage in the world I suppose um, yeah, mm. it sounds like mm. before your FND symptoms came on, mm. you were out and about a lot. Mm. Is that yeah, the way you describe it. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, um, I didn't have to think. Will I have enough energy to go and see a friend, or will I have to um, plan my? Uh, how I'm going to get to a place, I would just do it. Um, now I have to um, really think about whether or not um, the activity is going to be draining or not, or how it will affect me, and also whether or not my symptoms are going to um, manifest, and also um, if the activity is safe for me to do, um, because my sight goes um, and I'm only now um, um, actually getting to a point where um, I have found a, um, a, treat, a treatment pathway that can help me with how to kind of live as someone who is at times completely not sighted, but is sighted the rest of the time, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so um, uh, it's just been trying to... Um, acclimatise myself to this transition and 
lots of patience and, and also um, trying to to just give myself time to work it out and by doing all these things really quickly and um, having uh, neurophysio and other therapies um, it will then mean that I'll, I'll be able to suddenly be fixed because that isn't unfortunately how um, my the condition works it's not going to be a um, you know take this medication and then you'll be better it's going to be a, a, a process of um, working out what works for me and what works for me may not work for someone else um, as well as um, just the fact that many people with FND everyone's got a different story and different symptoms and reasons why why they have it they may not know um, for some people it is to do with um, and I'm not speaking to other people but for some people it is to do with um, uh, life life stress or early um, child experiences or trauma or um, anything like anything really um, but because FND sits between two specialisms it sits between psychiatry or psychology um, and uh, neurology uh, it, it doesn't um, it doesn't marry up really because we treat those two things as separately the brain and the body but actually our brain is in our body and it's all connected so I think um, that's probably where the FND um, kind of uh, the biggest issue is that we address these things separately but actually um, it's important to look at a person as, as a whole being rather than two separate fields mm -hmm. of, of, um, of medicine. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what do you know about uh, FND and how common it is? Yeah, so that on the literature that I've read, it says that it is common. Um, I have met other people with FND um, and I think there are, I wouldn't be able to put a number on the amount of people, but I think it's, it's um, more people than you think have it. Um, Everyone's symptoms are different, and you can, you can. It can take you a while to kind of get to the diagnosis of FND. Um, but in terms of what I what I know about FND is that it's been in the kind of conscious minds of medical professionals and that um, sphere of people since Freud and before. Um, it, would, it was actually called hysteria before. Um, and then it was called conversion disorder by Freud, um, so hysteria, um, and conversion disorder was kind of thought as um, people were um, manifesting the emotional uh, turmoil into a physical symptom, um, and it was renamed functional neurological disorder because it because it is the functioning of how the brain works that is the problem. It's a disorder of um, the the of how the brain works effectively um yes so um i think most recently they also thought about calling it functional network disorder which is probably quite a nice way of putting it because it is 
the network in your brain that is not working. <laughs> um, yes, so in terms of history, I think people haven't always been very understanding of, of F and D as a concept, um, as well as the fact that um, people can think that a patient may be um, exaggerating their symptoms or that they're consciously... Um, presenting them to the, the doctor or the outside world. And, and actually there is, for me as a, as someone who has FND or lives with it, um, there is no way that I w- would, could consciously for myself be like, oh, I really fancy, like, let's, let's just like make, make my, make my eyes shut and let's just make my face drop. Like, that's not a thing, right? <laughs> as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think the, um, it would be lovely one day for there to be, and there is work happening with, um, uh, psychiatry and, um, neurology in terms of them understanding the two specialisms, understanding each other and therefore understanding F and D more and how that works. Um, so it is the, the, there are boots on the ground who like, making the making change happen which is really good that is really good and as mm. part of this you're you're contributing your podcast mm. what are you hoping that listeners will learn from this podcast i hope that um it will help people just really and truly become more aware of what an invisible illness is because that's probably what i haven't mentioned to begin with is that f and d is unless i'm having a symptom of, of FND you actually I look quote unquote normal like who's normal but you know I look um, able-bodied um, but actually um, I'm not um, and so yeah it's um, it would be really helpful I think for there to be more conversation about invisible illness and also um, the concepts of neurology psychiatry um ways that we can as a community disabled community and and the wider community of everyone just um having a lot more understanding patience and and kindness to each other because um as as a society uh we're quite we can be quite um intolerant of people and i've certainly experienced uh situations which have um which have, when I've been having an episode um, where I haven't come across people who've been understanding and or have or people just kind of um, not given So it was, um, you were talking about how people have not always been kind. Yes, when, yeah. yeah. So when I've had symptoms before, um, when I've been out in public, say with my family or um, or um, trying to navigate, um, say, a, a supermarket, um, people, um, because the condition is invisible, um and my symptoms are not um, constant 24-7. Uh, if something is able to be seen by someone, then 
they understand it, but because it's not a a visual presentation all the time, I I'm not um, then it is hard for people to understand and get their head around, and and at times you do get some funny looks and um, and you know some people have been great, but other other people have um, kind of make you have made me feel very um very self-conscious and that is um is hard to manage when you're already trying to uh to you know pick up some banana bananas from Lidl or something <laughs> so something simple yeah exactly thank you for sharing that are there any questions that you have um for me about that's okay don't worry <laughs> that's uh, okay don't worry I'm reading it that's exactly okay. so <laughs> it's okay so do you have any questions for me yeah sorry let me reword okay okay thank you for sharing that are there any questions you have about your experience hang on this isn't making sense no so basically i so are there questions that you have for me about fnd so uh, is there anything from the discussion that oh i see (laughs) sorry (laughs) i thought i had to finish it off but you ask a question i get it now i get it I've got so used to reading the stories. No, 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 no. Um, sorry, yeah, no problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. All good. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I, I, pro- I wrote it really quickly. No, it's like, I, it makes sense. Yeah. I should have, I should have just like moved it down and like separated it. It makes okay. sense when I was reading it. Okay. Right. Mm. So, thank you for sharing that with me. In terms of FND and what it took for you to get here Mm. what are your thoughts about the next few years yes I think the reality is I don't really know what they're going to look like and that is and the unknown is scary for most people but um and it, it is scary for me but I think because I've got as this far so far with a really good support network of friends and family and um, find just being determined to find as much um, information as I can out about FND but also exploring pathways um, and different treatments. Um, I think I can't predict, I can't predict what it's going to be like but I would hope that I am able to give more of a voice to people who have FND and more kind of help people educate people and understand about where um, there are pitfalls and um, where there's still work to be done with understanding um, how someone navigates the change of being um, of suddenly then having an, an invisible illness and then being able to continue to live life to the full um, and having to 
that actually I think one of the things I've learned is that I basically, um, as someone who has lived life quite at a fast pace and hasn't had to previously think about um, everyday things, I've had to strip back a lot of um, my uh, plans and um, the ability to actually really the ability to plan anything is um is half the battle because actually i can i can say i can try and plan something but i on that day i have no idea whether or not oh my my legs will work my um but that again that probably sounds a bit negative but uh for me, I think in terms of the next couple of years and how I've been getting through the situation has been being able to still um, still have some kind of hope. It's not that there is going to be um, more research done and more things that are able to... The F&D is not kind of like hidden um hidden by by what i mean is unknown condition and that people are more able to like oh yeah i know what that is or you know that the conversation is is there and the communities are are um are able to be grown and people are able to understand what uh what it is like for someone who experiences FND in whatever um, symptoms they have, but also what support networks are out there, what uh, community is out there, and what, what uh, that there is a, hopefully one day a clear um, medical pathway for FND as that currently, that currently is not um, something that exists in either the NHS or, as far as I'm aware, the, uh, the private sector. It's, it's not a you get a diagnosis and then you have X, Y, and Z treatment. It, it's very, um, it's very kind of disjointed um, at the moment, um, and I, and that is, I think, predominantly down to the two specialisms of neuro, neurology and psychiatry, and the fact that the brain is just such a complex. Um, um, yeah, so. Yeah, the fact that we use our brain all the time and we still really don't know why the brains do these things. It's um it would be great if there were yeah, so the next two years for me I would like to just be help be part of that conversation and part of that um that journey of helping other people who are going through same similar situations or um, you know, um there are also I've met a few younger people who have F&D as well, and um, that must be really scary as like a teenager having having symptoms and yeah. And there's you know I've met people who have families, um, and so uh, I think it, um, invisible illness and F&D for me specifically um, impacts not just the patient but the families and, and the friends of the patient. So. Um, it's, um, it's been a real change, but um, it's been a, 
so far, it's been, um, you know, a battle which I'm I'm keeping going with, and, and I really hope that um, by doing this podcast and by doing um, this kind of uh, disability um, kind of ambassadorship, as I was, I'm trying to think of the word, my brain's going using the word advocacy, but I don't know. Get, I'm getting because it makes sense yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think, I think it's also because life can change really without you even in, in the blink of an eye, and you don't. I never thought in my thirties that I would be in the situation that I am. That's not me going, oh, poor me, or getting that violin. I'm just. It's just. Uh, unless you experience these things it's not um it's not you never you never think it's going to happen um and so yeah the changes that I just hope I think yeah the next two years um beyond is, is going to be um I hope working more with the community um within the F&D world of how we um also how we develop language and how we um, have those those tricky chats and conversations about um, illness and, and health and all the what 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 invisible illness is and yeah it's um there's lots of work to do basically. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of topics there yeah. to discuss as part of yeah. the podcast and there. Yes, there is. Well, thank you very much. And this being the first podcast, we have more to come. We do. So thank you, Gabby. Oh, thank you. And um, we'll be back in touch. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Comfort Zone podcast. Join us next time for episode two. Our Instagram is at the comfort zone pod underscore. For further information about FND, please check out neurosymptoms.org, FND Hope, FND Action, FND Friends, FND Dimensions and the FND Society.